Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Timothy Soggs, uh, head of biz development at Experience.Tech and Token Labs. Timothy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's two companies involved here. Uh, let's start with Expanse and then tell me what they do and then tell me about Token Labs. Yeah. So Expanse is probably uh, most closely compared to um, the application developer consensus. Uh, Expanse also has a blockchain, uh, the first surviving fork of Ethereum. So uh, we develop decentralized applications and we have our own blockchain to deploy them on. Okay. And Token Labs, same thing? Token Lab is one of our applications, and Token Lab runs on the Expanse blockchain, and it is a platform where we issue uh, tokens and go through the whole management of the ICO process with our clients. And you said it was, what, the first fork of Ethereum or one of the earliest forks of Ethereum? That's correct. Uh, Expanse is the first surviving fork of Ethereum. Uh, we came out just a couple of months after Ethereum did back in 2015. So, and this may be a stupid question, but so are your tokens, do they follow the ERC-20 protocol or are they different because you're a fork? We have uh, a different structure to our tokens, but they're very similar to the ERC protocol. Uh, recently, we actually introduced a, um, a standard called the ERC-644, which is what Token Lab will be, uh, the tokens for Token Lab will be ERC-644 tokens, which are backwards compatible to the ERC-20 tokens. And what they offer is the ability to be upgraded. So that's what the ERC-644 does. Okay. So what are some of the uh, the projects that you guys are shepherding? Who's creating tokens and why? I know it's probably a big question, but who's been working with you? Yeah. So right now we have several clients in the pipeline. We have three that have been announced. Uh, the first one is um, Check-In. They are a, uh, a mobile application project where they want to bring blockchain technology to their existing application. Um, our second one is uh, the Praetorian Group. Uh, they are known as PAX, P-A-X. They'll have the PAX coin. Um, they are going to be New York's first um, coin that is uh, crowdfunding to um, acquire property in New York. And um, actually, it's quite a massive undertaking uh, with future development of offering a, a debit card and, uh, you know, just working crypto into uh, areas that crypto is not present. Hmm. So, okay. And, All right. Interesting. Of the projects that uh, have chosen to 
you know, have you guys create the token for them and get everything running. Which ones are interesting to you? And uh, maybe go a little deeper into them. Sure. There's a, another one that we are working with called Dropped, and they are a, a, a music platform who are aiming to disrupt the whole music space, uh, allowing artists to get connected with their fans uh, in, a, in a different format than is currently available, and doing so by having a token and creating incentives on the platform where uh, listeners can get rewarded for sharing great artists. Oh, they get rewarded with the particular token? Is that how they get Correct. rewarded? Correct, yes. Okay, what can they use the token for, for instance? They'll be creating their own ecosystem on their platform. Um, <clears throat> I have yet to see the specifics of the utility of the token, but I know that uh, it will have a strong utility use. Okay. So your whole premise is to help companies uh, create a token or you know do an ICO and shepherd them through the process. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of interest and you only pick certain projects. So what kind of uh, people are coming to you with what ideas and which ones do you tend to work with and which ones do you tend to turn away? Well, you're right. We we get a lot of people reaching out. Uh, they'll send over a white paper, ask us to read the white paper and see what we think about their idea. Um, you know, there's so many good ideas out there. We do see quite a few. And, um, you know, it, it just takes more than an idea. So what what we look for is, you know, do they look like they have the capacity to pull this off? Do they have the team? Do they have the experience? Do they have the funding? Uh, launching a token now and, and, and having an ICO, um, it's, it's a very uh, either time-consuming and or expensive process to get noticed. So we really encourage people to make sure that, um, you know, you are adequately funded even for this process. So that's been the biggest limitation that I've seen is uh, people just not having the financial ability to get the exposure for selling out and, and meeting their, their goals. Well, what kind of exposure do they need? Marketing exposure or what? You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, they get a base of clients. Yeah. I mean, with crypto, I feel like, you know, you've got two routes to go. You can go, uh, you know, the private investor and you can go the community route. Um, we encourage people to put strategies together for both, go after the institutional money, as well as, uh, you know, establish deep roots, build your community go to existing crypto communities and, and educate. And, um, you know, if I feel like if it is a good product and, and the team looks like they can pull it off, then, you know, these, these things sell themselves. Well, what are you seeing the most successful uh, companies do? Are they, are they going to both? Or, you know, it seems like everyone's in love with crowdfunding and, and ICOs and all that right now, but it looks like it could be problematic regulation-wise. So what do you, I mean, I don't know if it's advice, but what's your advice? My advice is to go straight to the influencers. Identify the influencers in, uh, in crypto, in, in your segment of crypto, um, whatever uh, solution you're trying to bring into this world. Uh, try to identify the, the, um, the people that can help you get it out there. Uh, sometimes it makes sense to bring some of these people on as advisors. Um, but th those are the relationships that are best to establish early on. And, you know, ask for honest feedback. Um, you know, I, I like that approach because I like trying to get influencers involved in the project. And um, again, I think that's how you, you know, maybe take a, a good idea and make it better. Hmm, okay. So the influencer, I gotcha. So <clears throat> what's, what's planned for the next six months or a year with, uh, with Token Labs and Expanse? What new projects are you going to be working on? Anything that you can comment on that's public? Sure. Um, so Token Labs is going to be a big undertaking. Once uh, we get into some further phases, 
you know, we hope for it to be a place where people come to look around and uh, shop for uh, opportunities. Uh, so we're going to offer, uh, you know, like a marketplace and, and hope to have an exchange as well. So uh, in, in time, we see it uh, being a, a much more dynamic project than what it is today, which is just uh, the, the service offering. Expanse in general, um, Expanse is essentially a, a DAO, and we are working to put some components together to get uh, the community more involved in the project. So that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, that should uh, you should start seeing some announcements coming out uh, over the coming months regarding that. Um, do you think that regulation will affect <clears throat> any of your past projects negatively? Do you have to keep on with these companies and make sure that they're executing on their roadmaps and you know, once they get past the ICO stage, or are you not really involved after that? We are trying to look out for everyone's best interests as best we can. We do have a vetting process. Uh, I mean, it's, it's non-legal, non-binding, but, um, you know, it's just based on um, really just trying to get into the, the intent of the project and make sure that, you know, we feel like uh, people that are looking to launch on our platform are um, ethical and, and, you know, not trying to pull any kind of a scam. Um, later on with Token Lab also, what it will offer is um, uh, crowd, crowdsourced underwriting. So uh, there will be like more of an official vetting process where uh, some of these projects can be scored and such by, uh, we're hoping to attract people from uh, Wall Street to get involved. We've actually had some discussions already with uh, a group. So um, they, were, they were interested in learning more. Yeah, you know, I mean, where do you see things heading over the next six months or a year? You know, with with I know it's hard to comment, but on regulation, on you know the tokens that uh, are going to be coming, you know, any new use cases coming? You seeing? Uh, as far as regulation, um, you know, you can argue both sides of that. Uh, I don't like to see anyone get scammed, and at the same time, I don't like uh, anyone telling me what to do. But um, you know, if <laughs> If, if regulation is coming, which we, we know it is, uh, I just hope that it's fair. And I hope that it, it, it does keep the, uh, the people with bad intents out. And it does, you know, allow innovation to continue. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. So what's, uh, you know, if I was interested in creating a token and working with Token Labs or Expense, <clears throat> what kind of criteria is necessary that you evaluate to see whether you can work with me or not, for instance? Well, as you ask that question right now, um, we do go and pick and choose which projects we are going to work with simply because we have limited bandwidth as we offer this as a service. Uh, in the future, we, what we're building behind the scenes is the software that will manage this for us. And so we won't have the same uh, scaling issues. And so um, anyone would be able to build a token. Uh, we will have um, a protocol in place to evaluate to make sure that, again, it's to uh, to our best knowledge, there's no one that's uh, with bad intentions launching tokens. Um, but other than that, if you can, uh, if, if, you, if you want to launch a token, we'll have a, a nominal fee for the service and uh, we'll handle the rest. What's involved in the process, you know, that, that people may not know about developers just have this idea, they want to do a token and they want to raise money, but you know, what kind of surprises are in store for them that you know of because you've gone through this process a bunch of time? Uh, the two biggest surprises, I guess, are um, people just not realizing either how much time or how much money it's going to take up front to get noticed. Um, oftentimes I have people come and you know, they just think that all they have to do is create the token and people are just going to give them millions of dollars. 
And that's just simply not the case. Um, it's, it's gotten very competitive in the token space. So uh, paying for eyeballs has gotten more expensive as well. Um, so definitely the upfront marketing to be discovered is uh, the biggest surprise. Another thing I hear a lot is uh, people asking about, you know, getting listed on exchanges and they look for us to assist with that. And, um, you know, simply put, you know, exchanges have to work directly with uh, the token provider. So um, that's just another thing, or I guess a misconception is that uh, there are entities that can kind of get you listed on exchanges, but that just doesn't seem to be the case. Oh, but you don't tend to handle that part of it? We advise, and that's where we draw the line. Okay, gotcha. What, I mean, ballpark, what could it cost to, uh, to successfully run an ICO nowadays? If you're going to be contracting out the uh, experts to assist uh, primarily in strategy and marketing, um, I mean, you could easily send a quarter of a million dollars just on that component, um, just depending on the complexity of uh, what type of uh, legal consultation you'll need to receive. Um, that also could be a very costly process. So, I mean, I would say conservatively, if you're looking to do something major, it could be upwards of, you know, $20,000 to start. And that's if you have friends who are attorneys and uh, maybe neighbors who are into media production and marketing. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, I've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on launching a token or creating an ICO. Wow, I didn't realize that it got, has it, has the price come up a lot recently or has it kind of always been like that? Uh, you know, I guess it just depends on where you draw the line um, because, you know, like for example, with some of the legal considerations, um, you know, determining where to establish your entity could be a several hundred thousand dollar expense. So it just cool. depends on exactly where you draw the line and, and uh, allocating funds for uh, the token launch, because uh, it does lead over into other areas like corporate structure and things like that. Yeah, where are you seeing that uh, the up-and-coming uh, ICO launches are, are housing their companies? Any particular countries in particular, or a lot the U.S., very little the yeah. U.S., you know, Zug, Switzerland, yeah. where are they? Right, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing few in the U.S. Um, you know, the, the countries we're seeing the most are Singapore, Switzerland, uh, British Virgin Islands, uh, you know, each of them have their own advantages and disadvantages and requirements. So, um, you know, there's not like a one size fits all. Any interesting trade-offs that you know of from various countries? Mm, nothing comes to mind. Um, I mean, other than just sometimes you get, uh, uh, you know, lower uh, corporate tax liability. Hmm. Okay. Well, very good. Um, how long does the process take, you know, if someone wants to do an ICO from concept to, uh, you know, the actual ICO itself, how long does it take to shepherd them through the process? You know, it just depends on where they are in the process. But even if they're ready to go, uh, it could take four months from, you know, just planning the date, uh, having a countdown period to build some of the uh, awareness and, and some of the hype that's required to uh, meet some of these lofty goals that the projects have. Um, mm. And then, you know, the actual various uh phases of the cell, um, you may have two to three rounds of, uh, of the cell at priced at different points. So um, right. four months is, a, is a, I think, a good length of time to uh, consider for a launch. What about uh, existing companies that want to tokenize <clears throat> various things that they do? Do you, do you work with many existing companies that, you know, they're interested in blockchain, they want to tokenize some aspect of their service or product, and do you consult with those kind of companies? Well, we will certainly consult with anyone. We we have had a few 
groups. Uh, and we primarily reach our demographic from going to conferences all over the world. And, uh, you know, we'll have uh, conversations there. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing right now is just people becoming aware of the blockchain. And so, you know, because <laughs> when you actually get to a company like, like Expanse and, and Token Lab, you know, you're pretty well versed in uh, what blockchain can do. And, you know, you've already started putting your ideas to your expertise to realize how you can bring blockchain into, into that universe. So um, just the awareness of uh, letting people know about blockchain and, and what you can do with smart contracts. Uh, I think some of the conferences and conversations we've had in the months past are, uh, you know, still kind of being seeds in, in people's heads. And uh, actually, I got an email today from someone from a conference two months ago who is in a home mortgage. He has a home mortgage business, and he's looking to integrate blockchain technology into that. So um, that's to me, that's just exciting is uh, just trying to educate people as much as possible and then have them, you know, use their uh, their industry expertise to uh, fuse over to some kind of new market. Any large enterprise interests that have contacted you or that you're going to be working with? Or are they, I don't know, um, kind of fishing in different parts yeah. in New York? Well, no, that's what's surprising. Uh, when I was in New York at the FinTech Week conference, um, had a conversation with uh, Fuji. Um, and, you know, they're exploring blockchain technology. So that was uh, probably the largest company to date that I've had a conversation with. Any particular industries that seem to be uh, faster moving than others or maybe the laggards in you know, from what you've seen, which ones are like the the, the ones fiending for blockchain technology the most? Um, you know, if you don't know that, which ones are you tending um, to get? Are there any clusters of industries that, you know, all of a sudden we're getting a lot of real estate people? Right. Or, you know. Yeah. You know, right now I'm not seeing um, an influx in any one area. Um, I mean, nothing's even coming to mind because it seems like every single conversation has been with something different. Okay. So it's across the board, but that tells us different information. So that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I go to um, all kinds of conferences, whether they're industry conferences, tech conferences, fintech. Um, so I talk to a lot of different types of people, and um, yeah, it's just. Are you seeing um, you know awareness of blockchain spreading beyond the uh, crypto enthusiast industry? Are there any other industries again that seem to be picking it up more than others? You know, fintech seems like the most natural one and the earliest one. Right. But, you know, you said you go to a lot of conferences. Any, any ones you've been to that uh, you were surprised they knew anything about blockchain or had an interest? Um, you know, I, I would actually answer the opposite way of your question, which is I'm, uh, the, the, the areas I'm seeing where people are not familiar with blockchain, um, areas that you would assume they, they would be familiar. Um, so I was at um, Disrupt in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago and spoke to three different gaming companies, and none of them were familiar with blockchain technology. Um, so that, that to me was a bigger surprise. Um, you know, an area that I am seeing, now that I think about it, um, maybe more interest than others is uh, the AI sp uh, space. It's, uh, we've had, we've probably had more conversations with anyone else uh, with uh, groups in various uh, areas of, of AI uh, wanting to use blockchain technology. Yeah, why did why would it lend itself to uh, AI type applications? You think for these particular projects, it was just about the transparency and creating marketplaces. So it, it made perfect sense. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, you know. So last last thing I want to ask you is how can uh, listeners get in touch with Token Labs or Expanse, and you know if they have an idea they want to 
pitch to you and get your help for their ICO, where do they go? Yeah, so uh, we're very active in both our Slack channels and Discord, um, as well as uh, reaching out through the website, tokenlab.io, and uh, Expanse is expanse.tech. Uh, we'd be glad to uh, listen to any ideas that you have, or if you want to get involved in the community, uh, let us know that as well. Okay, well, very good. Well, I appreciate being on the podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.